Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello, Be Awesome listeners. You are in for episode 12. I am Joshua Peach here in Breckenridge, Colorado. Um, I'm at about 10,000 feet. I've been here for a couple of days. It's been a great stay. Uh, Really excited about this episode. Before we get into it, I want to talk about a couple of things. The first thing is, a a great friend of mine, Chris, called me a, a week or so ago, and he told me that he understood what Be Awesome was all about. And after 11 episodes and, you know, doing the shirts, talking about writing the book and all the things that I've got going on, I realize that maybe not everybody is getting where I'm going with this. And the idea behind this whole thing and the idea with the, the effort in the book, the idea with the shirts and giving $3 to homeless charities for teens and, and kids is that anybody can be awesome. I've had Santa Claus, the guy that saved my life, my CEO, uh, a police lieutenant, you know, Ron McCulley, who was just an inspiration, cancer survivor, um, the Garcias, they're all different people, but one thing is they're all awesome, and they've all played a role of awesomeness in my life, and I'm going to continue that. So the whole idea behind this is anybody can be awesome. It's your attitude. It's your ideal. It's what you do. It's day in and day out. It's working through the grind. It's it's making a difference, and uh, and I hope that you guys are getting something great out of that and that you continue to listen. Your support has been, bar none, the greatest I could ever imagine. This 560, 65,000 uh, podcast channels, and I keep getting people uh, complimenting me and, and saying lots of great things and doing ratings and reviews. And uh, with that, uh, if you're following me on LinkedIn and Facebook, you'll have seen uh, my new friend Sal and Hannah over at Antlers and uh, Vale, which is a great resort uh, that I've been staying at the last couple of days. They got the inside line uh, a couple of days ago. A very generous uh, friend bought 10 shirts. Uh, the 10 shirts are to be given to 10 people. Sal and Hannah were the first two, so there's eight left, uh, where if you put a, uh, if you rate and review on iTunes, my podcast, and you can rate and review it however you want, hopefully you're listening to this, you like it, but rate and review it however you want. If you've got a funny name, like uh, there's a couple, there was one RTR something, just send me an email so I know where to send the shirt and what size, but you get a free shirt coming your way. just something out of appreciation for doing those ratings and reviews. And, you know, hey, if, if you've done uh, a review and I haven't gotten up with you or if you've got one of those funny names, just drop me a line and, I, and I'll send you a shirt myself uh, and I'll still make the donation uh, a part of that. So um, really appreciate the ratings and reviews. If, for those of you that don't understand, your ratings, reviews and acknowledgments and, and listens on, on podcasts is what gets you more exposure through the the podcast channels and and a sea of 560-something thousand. uh, I want to get up as high as I can to as many people as I can. So that's the uh, quick two-minute drill update on what's going on with Be Awesome. I am super stoked to be up here. Um, The person that I have with me is just one of the most awesome and inspirational people in my life. I've had the good, just the blessing to have him as a friend for upwards of five years, a go-to guy. Uh, I'll get into uh, accomplishments that I've made with his uh, encouragement. We're about to do something that uh, I think he's going to probably put some more fear into me. I was about to give up on it, snowing like crazy. But uh, 
His name is Aaron Ralston. Some of you may or may know him. Welcome, Aaron, to the uh, Double Tree Hilton at Breckenridge. We're in my hotel room doing this podcast. podcast. Recording yeah, headquarters yeah. Here. yeah, so I know a lot about Aaron. Um, a lot of people know about a lot about Aaron, but a little bit about, you know, why would people know you or who would know you or a little of your story for uh, everybody to understand. Yeah, no, in, in just the fewest words possible, most folks know me as the guy that cut his arm off. <laughs> in fact, when I was checking into my hotel, like the the you know, lady at the desk attendant, she looked up like, "You're Aaron, like Aaron Ralston?" I was like, "Yeah, like you got my name there." And yeah. it's like, "No, but the Aaron Ralston?" Like, "Oh, you actually know my name?" Like, it's like, "Yeah, you're famous." So, yeah. Like, well, not really, but if you say so, yeah. okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. Subject of 127 hours, uh, author. Adventurer, mostly just an enthusiast for life, uh, as uh, you are as well, Peach. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, well, I'm glad you're here. You know, and the other thing, you know, James Franco played your your stunt double in the movie. Yeah, right. uh, so yeah, so if you haven't seen 127 Hours, or you haven't read the book Between a Rock and a Hard Place, I strongly suggest uh, doing one or both. Uh, it is an incredible story of um, survival, um, overcoming just what would you you would think would be inevitably, you know, dying, you actually wrote on the wall is one of the things that you say. You wrote on the wall mm-hmm. the date of your death and then midnight hit and you, you, yeah. you felt like you screwed that up. I had my epitaph with the wrong day on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to open up with, we had something great in common that we almost died and then I'm like, well, I almost died yeah. choking on a prime rib sandwich. You almost died because you were, <laughs> you know, connected to a, a boulder for 127 hours and then got aggressive with it. Same, um, same Yeah, thing. really, same similar, thing. Similar, yeah. <laughs> end result's still the same, almost died. But, uh, you know, Something about you, you know, most most people today, or most people over the course of the last, uh, it was 13, 15, what was it, 2000? Uh, 2003. 2003, yeah, 15 so 15 years. years. Mm-hmm. Um, so most people in the course of the last 15 years, that's kind of what the Aaron Ralston that a lot of people see, right? That's kind of what you get for an experience. Yeah, of, if people have one thing that they know about me, that's what it is. Yeah, right? yeah. And, uh, you know, I've been lucky enough. So four or five years ago, just as a back, back step, um, Aaron was a keynote speaker for our company at one of our, our conferences, and he w- got there the night before, and a couple of our executives and a partner uh, was able to go to dinner with him, and somehow I draw, drew a magic straw. I shouldn't have been there. Uh, I wasn't supposed to be there. It wasn't the type of uh, event that I would typically go or be a part of, and I candidly didn't know who Aaron Ralston was. I knew he was doing the keynote. I didn't know a whole lot of the story. Um, and all of a sudden we got to dinner and I'm sitting across from Aaron and he's talking and I'm like, this cat's pretty cool. I want to be, I want to be friends with him. And everybody's kind of asking you questions about the book and what it was like and how is James Franco to work with and all that stuff. And I just come out in the middle of dinner and I just go, hey, Ralston. And I don't even think I even like talked much to you. And he just kind of looked up at me and I'm like. We're going to go out drinking, yeah. and then if you could do me a solid tomorrow and acknowledge me in the keynote, that'd be great. And uh, and so my buddy Greg, that owns the office, we went, we went, for, yeah. we did go for drinks, but uh, yeah, you held tequila involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You held to your end of the bargain. You went up in front of 1,500, 1,700 people. And the first thing you said was. I just want to let everybody in the audience know if a guy by the name of Peaches offers to take you to the office, it's not to go to do work, but it's to drink. And and that, that like solidified. After that, it was, you know, tipsy elves, onesies, and tequila drink, and catching up and keeping up. But, um, you know, a great friendship has been there. But one of the things I talk about is is having great people in your in your in your group and your tribe and whatever you want to call it. Just it, just having 
those people that are complementary to you, they don't need to be the same. They don't need to be anything. Maybe there's someone that's a few exits ahead on the highway in business that's that's guiding you as a mentor. Maybe it's mm-hmm. someone that can help you personally, or maybe it's someone that can overcome some challenges that you couldn't overcome. And uh, one of the greatest things for me is that I get challenged a lot. And uh, you challenged, I, I, you, I get challenged to paddle this giant pumpkin eight miles. And uh, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who else? It is like the defining story for me. The fun thing that people should know about you. Yeah, I paddle giant <laughs> pumpkins. But, uh, but I, I was out here like two nights before, and uh, we, were, we were having some tequila at your house and hanging out and talking, and you were going to a fish concert. And uh, you said, "Hey, whatever you do, you gotta call me from the pumpkin." I've never. Ta- I think you said something like, "No one's ever called me from a pumpkin." I'm like, "Pretty sure nobody's ever done this before." Just me and Farmer Todd. So, um, so you know, the day came, and I got about two miles in, which is like a half mile longer than I did the previous time, and I started to lose feeling in my legs, and I, my mind was really telling me to stop. And it was yeah. a couple of hours in. It's a and- phenomenon known as pumpkin paralysis. Yeah, pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> I was numbness in the extremities. Yeah, yeah. why the doctors, up on WebMD. Yeah, why the doctors didn't diagnose pumpkin paralysis, I'll never know. They just gave me Valium, which was a great ride. But uh, I was getting out of the pumpkin, and I had this thought. I'm standing up. I'll never forget. I'm standing up. Ken, my, my great friend who was on a canoe next to me, is hoisting me out. And I'm like, I got to call Ralston. I promise to call him from inside the pumpkin. I could have called you from inside a, a Volkswagen bug, and probably wouldn't have mattered. But it was that having yeah. to do it there. And, uh, and I called you, and you were at the concert, and you took my call. You answered, because I'm sure you were just waiting anxiously, like <laughs> holding the phone, looking at it. And uh, you're like, Peach, you did it. How, wow, that's really fast. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't, I, I didn't finish. And you're like, well, why not? And I'm like, I can't feel my legs. And without any hesitation, you're like, you don't need your legs. And then you gave me like... Yeah, uh, you're, uh, you you're paddling, a, come on. Right, you gave me a little... Yeah. <laughs> You're paddling with your legs. But yeah, you're, just, no, you're doing it wrong, No wonder man. why you can't feel anything, you idiot. But uh, you gave me some, some words of encouragement, and, and, you know, you were right. And, and I got back in the pumpkin, and I did another four hours and 22 minutes. And with a little bit of a toe from, uh, from, the, from the harbor master and a hole in the bottom, uh, you know, I made it. But it was, I remember saying to you when I got off, I go, next time I do something that might involve my extremities being hurt, uh, make sure I don't call the one guy that actually removed one of his extremities because <laughs> yeah. that just that that motivation I might not want or need. So, um, you know, so we're out here. It's it's good to have you know, a little bit of caveat, the asterisks at the end of the advice column. Yeah, yeah. Saying, yeah. Like, yeah remember who you're listening to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but you were right, and it was it was you know there's some there's a lot of people that say that you know a lot of overcoming physical things is your mind. You know, your mind is is really. Um, the strong part of what's going on. Your body can probably overcome and handle a lot more than your mind can. And that's when people and things to align and tell you, keep going, you'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you would have told me to keep going if you truly thought that I was going to lose uh, my legs or be yeah, hospitalized. Yeah, 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 like, like, <laughs> yeah, my pumpkin chair wheeling around for the rest of my life. Like, hey, look at me. <laughs> it's Jacko Peach coming over. Um <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think I don't think you'd want to have that on your conscience for yeah. the rest of your life because I mean if I if something did happen I'd have to have like a, a chair made out of a pumpkin or something just as a reminder for me <laughs> just painted orange yeah, right, right right but I think I think that you could tell where I was and I think that you knew that I had more in me and I did and and if you didn't I would have given up yeah. 
you know, I would have just been like, screw it, I can't feel my legs right now, and it's not worth it, and hang it up. And and who hasn't been in that situation? I mean, we, we all have reached our limit, and, and sometimes we've found maybe through some trusted advisor, a coach, a friend who was there to support us, uh, to... Um, maybe it was through having some inspiration that, that reignited our motivation and we find that we're even more capable than what we thought our, our limit, our boundary was. And that's, uh, that's that realm of possibility that exists out at the, at the at kind of the outskirts of, of the known in, in our lives. And it's only typically through tremendous adversity do we ever really get to, to journey into that realm of, of what's possible but not uh, been accomplished yet or that we don't have the confidence to do and and that uh, that's a journey into uncertainty and it's it's certainly the one of the major themes of mountaineering yeah yeah <laughs> I'm gonna learn about that soon apparently um, that's I'm looking forward to <laughs> yeah, well, you haven't actually said what we're <laughs> yeah, doing so yeah should... <laughs> yeah I've been waiting I mean I'm, I'm still looking out the window and saying geez okay but uh, you know that's that fear right that's overcoming the fear and 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 doing everything, you know, going past that comfort, getting out of your comfort zone. And sometimes it's so far out, you don't even know if you'll ever find your comfort zone again. Um, yeah, so uh, why I'm here, uh, Ralston and I were up in uh, Denver in June, the top of the Hyatt, I think it was, or some mm-hmm. hotel. Like, yeah, yeah. Really, really cool bar. Yeah, with uh, the look, views. Yeah, the looking out into the mountain ranges, and we're just kind of talking about, you know... Um, Oh, the podcast. Yeah, we're talking about the podcast and talking about all this stuff. And, and we kind of looked out and, and, and Aaron said, you know, you'll, you'll go try to tackle one of those mountains um, if challenged to. And if you want it, you know, if you if you want it enough, you'll you'll do it. And you probably won't even train as much as you should or you'll train some or you'll try to figure out, you know, what you got to do. But you'll do it. You, you, and I said, hell yeah, I'd do it. And uh, so we were going to do it uh, today. We were set to go out and climb. I don't even know which peak is it. It's called Quandary Peak. Quandary yeah. Peak, and okay. It's about 14,200 feet high. Okay. Yeah. Above sea level. Yeah. Right. yeah. Where you live. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm mean, like, someone asked me today, like, what's your, what are you, where are you above sea level at home? Like four feet? I don't know. It's not, <laughs> not, if I'm laying down or something. Yeah. Yeah. Up. Yeah. Not, not, not much. Um, and actually, Mark, if you're listening, uh, he's got a house at the bottom of Quandary Peak, and I was telling him where I was going, oh. and he said it's probably uh, Quandary Peak. So um, he just did it a couple of weeks ago, and he said it was uh, was not that easy for him, and he had done it for you know he's been there for twenty some odd years. So, so, <clears throat> and here we've got yeah the first major snowfall of the season. Yeah, so it's been and, snowing since like four o'clock this morning. Uh, it started snowing like two days ago. Yeah, it started snowing like two days ago, yeah. and. Um, it's October 11th. Uh, my son's 10 months old today, and this was like all perfectly aligned. And 4 a.m. came around, and it was just dumping snow, and it's continuing to dump snow. And uh, I got here to Brecken uh, this afternoon. I went up to the not the Continental Divide, but where they have a sign that makes it look like it's a Continental <laughs> Divide. But about, about 12:5, saw a couple of moose in downtown Breckenridge, which was cool. And uh, I came to my great. that was probably the riskiest thing yeah. you're gonna do is like when yeah. you took that photograph. Yeah, I can't believe it. <laughs> it's not safe. Yeah, <laughs> I'll put the photograph. But there was this huge moose. It was awesome, and he was actually like eating 
like garland off the railing of this condo and I and I thought it was a statue at first. I'm like, that's a cool statue and then it started moving. I'm like, wow, it's a moose. And then its baby was next to it and I didn't want to anger either of them. So took a quick shot and took off. But you know, I wasn't even thinking about tomorrow. Uh I was I was just gonna fly out tomorrow morning and just be like, hey, hang it up, whatever. And um Ralston brought some gators and went over through all my stuff, put my um camel back in and, and I'm gonna go for it. So um yeah, you've and, got the gear, you've got the motivation, and at this point, yeah. yeah, what's stopping you? Yeah, well, I mean, nothing other than we were just warming up to do this podcast, and the the last thing that you say to me is, this is going to be the hardest thing that you ever do in your life, which is yeah. like, it was, you, you showed up, get a hug, go over some things, talk about some stuff, talk about the possibility of doing it, all this stuff, and you're like, hey, once we get started, it's just one foot after the other, it's easy, it's easy, then bang, we get to do the podcast, and I'm sitting here going, the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Well, I've done some pretty hard things, even more than the pumpkin. Um, I don't want to measure that, I don't know, but we're going to give it a shot. Um, we're going to do our best. We're going to stay safe. I can't think of mm. somebody I'd rather um, go on an expedition with you. I mean, you've... Uh, Thanks. You've you've done what fifty? There's fifty four fourteeners in the state of Colorado. Were you the first person to do this? The solo? Well, so as uh, I was not the first person to climb them all in the winter time, but I was I was the third person to climb them all in the winter time. But yeah. I was the first person to climb them uh, as a soloist. So the first two guys did it as partners yeah. over many de- years, and then uh, it was an inspiration to me. I mean, we all have those folks who are the four forebears and uh, you know, the trailblazers and that uh, give us that motivation and that back in 1998 I started and through five uh, winter seasons before my amputation and then for the two winter seasons following my amputation to complete that uh, as it was uh, there are 54, 55 peaks that, that are ranked uh, and named uh, and uh, you include another four of the peaks that are kind of on the border of they're either ranked or named. Yeah. And that's a, it, it's just a kind of, you know, an accounting kind of uh, tabulation difference. Uh, but the way I count it, 59 named or ranked peaks above 14,000 feet in the wintertime solo. Still no one has ever repeated it because it's something, not only is it very, very hard, but it is incredibly dangerous given that we're in one of the most dangerous snowpacks in the world here, avalanche danger being what it is. Tomorrow, no avalanche danger. The terrain is not that uh, intense. We will... Hey, for the audience, yeah. can, we, can we talk? Can we, can we <laughs> uh, high avalanche warning and... Uh, no, you know. it's... <laughs> we don't need to make it yeah. more than it is. It will, it will still be very intense, um, it, but glorious. I mean, it, we are looking at this storm front passing through, and so the, the forecast is for sunny skies, uh, relatively warmer temperatures, even above freezing and uh, a little bit of wind yeah. that'll, that'll probably be the big thing is the wind chill factor and making sure our exposed skin is is um, not turning white and you know getting frostbite. But, I got my uh, beard that, yes that, that, that takes my <laughs> Matt Patricia beard uh, the guy at the North Face store was trying to work a discount because he was convinced that was Matt Patricia so um, no this is exciting I'm, I'm looking forward to it um, you know what what what's You've had the you've probably had the arguably one of the hardest challenges anybody could ever encounter, right? Is through through your 127 hours. But you know what else? What else? What else? What are the challenges? Or what other things would you say um, that you look at and you go, "Wow!" Like, I, what, what's what's driving you to the next thing for you to overcome? Like, what's the next big 
Ralston challenge that you have? Do you have any? Do you do you have anything that's that scares you, keeps you up at night that you're like, I'd like to do that, but I'm not. Yeah, you, know, you want to do Everest? Uh, um, well, the things that you know, these are the the boulders, as as I call them, the metaphor of, of my experience. That and and not to compare because I think we all experience our own boulders in our own way that they can feel like that crushing burden of, of life coming down on you. And whether it's a, you know, a, a diagnosis, a, a, you know, a disease, a divorce, depression, there are all these like D's that I kind of think of. And I've been through a lot of them. And, and I mean, I have, I have friends right now, and I can't imagine what, what they're experiencing, but losing a baby at 23 weeks pregnancy and the, the, the grief that any and all of us experience in life it's there it's part of this experience so then there's the aftermath and we get to then in my mind make a choice about what are we going to do with it how are we going to take what has happened to us if there is a trauma that's mm-hmm. there uh, how do we heal from it how do we turn it into to perhaps a, an opportunity for us or an advantage that there's something that can become something that's that's even a, a blessing from mm-hmm. that as, as dark as, uh, as it, it might be at the time that we come to see some light in, in that, if, if that's the choice that we make. Not everybody makes that choice, uh, but it is still, and to me at least, uh, I believe that it is something that we do choose. One of the boulders I'm working with right now in my life is the uh, having a, this ongoing custody uh, dispute with uh, the mother of my son, and then like an all-out nuclear like Armageddon war <laughs> over my daughter. Uh, that these things, though, as much as you can try to resist them or wish that they weren't happening, or make the choice to embrace them and bring them closer to engage with it, as I've tried to do, to see this shows me what's really important in my life. As if any parent wasn't clear about that, but the relationship with their children is something that for me. Uh, is is absolutely been crystallized in the in the experience of of uh, it, some people ask like so have you changed uh, you can still climb like yeah I mean I'm I'm still working on uh, climbing all of the 14ers in order to do ski descents of all of them I'm about two thirds of the way through the list of the 59 uh, having skied from the summit of all of, uh, of these peaks in Colorado uh, that's also been done before uh, and but not by more than oh, a dozen and a half people or so, uh, maybe 20 at this point. And so it's something for me, it's challenging. It's, it, that's, that's this elective adversity that I'm putting myself through. Uh, and, and, and yet in the sense of like, where's my risk threshold? And, and yeah, like I'm only going to do what I can do and still come home in one piece to be there for my kids because for how much I have to to, to really fight, to, to work so hard to protect the relationship with them. Uh, I'm not going to do anything that, that puts that in jeopardy. And, um, and that's, that's been a gift to go through this, uh, as it means I've you know, got four attorneys working overtime <laughs> at moments and, uh, you know, across three different States. It, it's like, it is, the, probably even to me, there's been times where it's felt like a bigger challenge in my life than what I went through in the aftermath of my amputation. Uh, that 
uh, and so that's what I mean. Like it, that, that we we're all right there. Like what's happening with our parents as mm-hmm. as they age and go through difficult times uh, with, I mean, our our country right now mm-hmm. and the divisions that we're seeing that yeah. that have have left us feeling um, sometimes even like strangers in a strange land here. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, and and yet, what are we going to do with it? So that's that's what I mean. They the boulders can show us what is important to us. Like, you know, the relationship with with your, your child uh, that in other ways to, to maybe it's um, people who've gone through very difficult times and then find a way to help others who are going mm-hmm. through difficult experiences that are similar to that people who uh, will then advocate for changes in laws uh, because of, of things that they've they've uh, had happen to them in, in their lives all of this then it it um, it it also shows us what we're capable of. And that's, I think, the thing that's probably going to be the, the lesson that I might, yeah. you might hear me talk about that more than once in the next 24 hours. Yes. <laughs> it's a, that you, you get to know as you, you think you've reached your ability to take one more step, and then you take one more step after that, and yeah. one more step after that. And that's how you find what you're really capable of. And again, it's only through these, these very deep experiences, as intense as they are, um, to to delve into it and 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 embrace it uh, yeah. that I come out of it to say yeah bring it on yeah yeah well that's uh, well thank you for sharing that is yeah. that uh, I think that that humanizes a lot of who you are and who we all are which is something that um, what I'm trying to do and what I want to push for the world is that we're all we all, we're all putting our pants on one leg at a time we're all we're all encountering challenges or boulders as you so perfectly put it in your keynotes and how you just put it there uh, they're all different they all have different names but they all have ex, you know incredible weight and um, we can choose to let them push us down or we can try to lift them up and try to lift ourselves up and, and those around us and that's the thing that that just inspires me I've watched you that you brought up I've watched you working so hard with uh, relation to your kids to be there to go through the three states to travel all over the place you're busting your ass harder than you probably ever have with uh, with doing your speaking and uh, a lot of people would just hang it up I mean it's it's, it's hard for you and I to sit here and say that it, that's not that's not an option but I'm traveling the country and I'm seeing these kids that, that parents are hanging it up over a lot simpler things mm. um, or they're not caring enough or not paying attention or they're just more preoccupied with social media or whatever other thing they've got going on. And, uh, and that just, that just, you know, that just puts this, the stake in the ground that says, uh, what an incredible human being you are and how lucky I am to have you. And, and, uh, Amy and mom and Nana and mm-hmm. Graham and everybody, if you, if you, if you take anything out of that last five minutes of what Ralston said was how important it is for him to come back and that he's got kids to think about. So, I fully intend on taking his advice. I think he's going to look out for me. <laughs> I know. The people I know. Are yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got kids. You got kids, and they're worried about. Wait, me. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Wait, with yeah. who? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, who? I couldn't have a better guide. Like, right? I got my, I got my multi-purpose tool. You know yeah. what to do. Here we go. And let's, let's, let's lock and load this thing. You know, and, um, but you know, truth be told, I mean, I'm on. The, I've been on this keto diet. I've had like no carbs, which I'm going to have to carb up tonight. Well, I'll get, I'll get my uh, Mexican food fix we're going to go get some dinner and uh get the proper nutrition and we're going to hit this thing hard tomorrow i'm down 31 pounds i'm 239 from 270 when i started this 
uh, about five weeks ago. So anybody can do this. Uh, you can get after whatever it is you want to. And, uh, and, you know, come spring, I'm, I'm going to be down at 200, and I'm probably not going to wheeze and have to get a piggyback ride down from my, my one-armed friend because I'm, I'm, that's my nervous part. I think I can get up. It's going to be getting down. Uh, but one foot, one, one foot after the next, if you can push your foot one, one foot forward, uh, that's one foot closer to doing, doing what you got to do and get done. We're going to do a post-podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to leave you guys off for tonight. We're going to do a post-podcast because I don't get to see Aaron nearly enough, and I think you guys are going to want to hear me winded and probably damn near feeling like dead. Uh, probably be a, a more abbreviated, just a, a, a follow-through of what we did and how we did it. But, uh, Ralston, thanks. I look forward to the next 24 hours with you. This is going to be, uh, if it's the most challenging physical thing in my life, I look forward for I couldn't ask for a better person to be with me to do it. And, uh, you know, just keep kicking ass and doing what you do. Uh, in too. general and making a difference. Yeah. Um, you are being somewhat presumptive about this second podcast. That means you think you're going to survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, I, just gave, I just told everybody how, how you were going to look out for it, make sure everything's going to go smoothly. So, um, But uh, be we, awesome. We bring back like 75% of you. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah, still, yeah that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to talk. I don't even want to bring the comments about, you know, cutting out the frostbite in my feet when I talked about uh, you got, a, you got not a city kid, but somebody who's never hiked anything before. Uh, texting incessantly for the last three weeks of the gear that I need. I had to get soup to nuts, everything. And uh, you said something about socks, and I'm like, are ankle cotton socks okay? And you can't. And you said, yeah, sure. I'll just be sure to be the one to cut the Blackfoot frostbite off you when you're done. So um, I've got all the right gear. I've got the right person with me. I'm really excited. I'm going to do my absolute best to make it to the top and back. But uh, we're going to be doing the right things, being safe, reaching new heights. This is going to go into, you know, my, 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 my 2019, what's possible, not, to, not what's required. Let's make a difference. Let's do things better. Let's be better. Let's get 1% better. So uh, in the meantime, nice. we're going to go eat tacos and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and get prepped up. Uh, as always, you know, if you can, please start following me on LinkedIn and Facebook. I'm going to stop putting posts on my personal Facebook page, my personal LinkedIn page, my personal professional day job, uh, Josh Peach LinkedIn page pretty soon. We're going to start doing other things like giving away shirts and stuff like that. I get some great people that are, you know, giving shirts and giving donations. And um, and on a side note, uh, big thanks to Kenny Wirtz of the Board of Massachusetts Facilities Administrators Association, 166 shirts they bought for their upcoming conference. And we made a donation. I took uh, my oldest son over to the Massachusetts School on Wheels. We presented him with a check for 500 bucks. They've been given backpacks, tutoring, providing uh, college tuition scholarships for uh, children in Massachusetts that are homeless. And we're up to uh, $865 in uh, shirt sales, uh, thanks to the 100 that were from um, Alpha Solutions. We've sold uh, another 140 or so, or 130, I think, uh, right close to the 140 mark. And then guys like David Varda, a great friend, who bought a shirt for 100 bucks and just said put the extra 75 towards it and and uh, Ryan Schwartz made a roundup and a couple other people made you know roundups on the shirts that they Venmoed me which I didn't even know how to Venmo until recently so uh, we're up to 865 we're going to get sent at least a thousand bucks I'm raising my original goal from a thousand to two thousand so uh, if you want a shirt go online www.beawesome and it's not spelt the way everybody else does it it's b-e-a-u-s-m.com 
click on shop, buy the shirts, we'll get them right out to you. Um, as always, you can email me, Josh at Be Awesome. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I'm going to do a episode next week because I'm getting tons of requests of people that love to listen to it but don't know how to do it via podcast channel. So you're listening to it on your computer. So we're going to do that. But in the meantime, you can listen to it on my website, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, uh, YouTube. I'm putting myself out there everywhere so you don't have a reason not to listen. So in the meantime, if you want to do awesome, you got to be awesome. You guys rock. Have a great week.